0: everybody welcome to ask for candy where we talk about healing self-care love sex relationships and what it takes to be amazing on the daily who i am is candace harper and my purpose with this podcast is to create healthy romantic relationships all around the world through self-love soul connections and sweetness But before we get to that, don't forget to subscribe to our audio broadcast, Ask for Candy on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you normally download your podcast. Or you can email us at askforcandypodcast at gmail.com to leave comments and ask questions, and those questions will be answered in a later broadcast. So for those of you who've been listening, you know that for almost nine years, I've been a relationship coach and a workshop facilitator. And for a while there, I was a professional matchmaker, which I haven't left it all together, but I left the company I was at, and I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit, but no longer matchmaking at this moment, and I'll talk about that as well. But the relationship coaching and the workshop facilitation and you know the work that I do on camera is how I live into my purpose, the purpose of loving myself unconditionally and inspiring others to do the same, using their romantic lives as a portal, an inspiration. A catalyst to their highest possible self. So relationship coaching is my zone of genius and the best part about it is that week to week I get to grow and learn as I interact with hundreds of people around the most intimate parts of their lives I get to take people on their journey from caterpillar to butterfly, from unhappy with their love lives or their partners to ecstatic. I get to teach people how to get out of their own way, and I get to tap into love as a limitless resource. Most importantly of all I get to do is I get to be part of what supports healthy beginnings and sustainably healthy relationships. I get to be the cause of self-love, soul connections, and sweetness, and... I also get to do this podcast, and I often say that I get to work with people like my co-host Frank Love, who I am not working with for this recording because he did not show up and he did not communicate. We changed the schedule and um, you know we set it at a different time because I was on a panel today. And so I'm going to do the show a little differently because, and I'm going to do it very vulnerably, because I have a thing, and I, and I mentioned it if you listened to the show last week, about saying what you're going to do, doing what you say, communicating when you can't do what you're going to say or what you say, and you know the integrity piece. And the interesting thing about the integrity piece is that sometimes people think it's a conversation about right or wrong. Like if somebody is out of integrity, that they're bad. And if they're in integrity, that they're good, which is not what integrity is. Integrity is you know, the interaction with that person works or it doesn't work, right? And so when you have an agreement with someone and both of you do what you say you're going to do, the interaction works because nobody has to wonder where anybody is. Nobody has to ask questions about it. And, you know, you have whatever experience you're going to have based on a workable uh situation where you have two people who can trust that what the other person says is what they say. Now, if one person doesn't do what they say they're going to do, then that's when you start having conflicts and issues. People start to wonder, make up stories in their head, get in their feelings, you know, it becomes unworkable. And it all depends on what it is the long-term goal is, what it is that you're trying to do with that person. Obviously, I'm always talking about relationships, but talking about partnerships in every area. So work partnerships, uh, uh, with your relatives, when you partner with your relatives, if you've ever planned a party with your cousin or your sister or something like that, anytime that you've gotten together with someone to create. So there has to be a level of integrity, a level of, I do what I say I'm going to do that is agreed upon in order for it to be a workable situation where there's not a lot of conflict and failure and, you know, things fall through the cracks and things don't work out or people feel away. right? That said... What I think is really beautiful about the integrity conversation is that being in or out of integrity, while it is not a moral issue, because we all have things that we get busy with, we all have things that take our time, we all forget things, we all sometimes oversleep, you know, it's, it's human, right? To fail at keeping your word perfectly, but what it does is it raises the possibility for a conversation about how much workability you have in any given situation. Now, all of that set up. (laughs) This show is going to be all about being able to release what does not love you. I'll say it again. Release what does not love you. And the reason I'm careful with using that word release is because I want to make it very clear that this is not about Fight with what does not love you, ignore what does not love you, Um, uh, complain about, go into a victim stance about what does not love you. This is about recognizing that a situation that you might love does not love you. And what do I mean by that? Because I'm always speaking from the frame of romantic relationships, right? So I've been in relationships before, my last relationship, my abusive relationship, where I love you" went back and forth quite a bit. But being in integrity with, with our word did not. So we could say I love you all day long, but when it came time to behave in a way that represented love, meaning listening, understanding, communicating, taking care of each other, the things that you do in a partnership, we both failed with that. So we were out of our word. We were out of integrity. We were not expressing love. And the one thing that's, another thing that's great about integrity is that it's an amazing way to express love for somebody. So, um you know when someone tells you that they love you the way you know that it's true is by their actions right you you know that it's true because they consider you they are empathetic as far as your time is concerned they um you know go out of their way to make you happy and that's a whole another you know thing with masculine and feminine energy but masculine energy, in, in particular, when masculine energy is in love, they will go out of their way to make the object of their affection happy. They want the, they want that person to be happy. That you know, it's very masculine energy to put forth a lot of effort in order to have the result of a partner's happiness, and it actually causes happiness for them. For masculine energy, and so people often think that that's uh, feminine energy because a lot of mothers. And a lot of, um, you know, and a lot of women in relationships will sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice in the hopes that love is going to come in return. But that's very masculine energy. So a lot of times that causes unhappiness for women. And that's why a lot of women walk around, you know, talking about being overwhelmed and overwrought and nobody appreciates them. Because when you're in your masculine energy, as a woman, it it doesn't work. Right. But for a man, when he's in his masculine energy... He's making sure you're good. He's making sure whatever feminine energy in his space is good. So, you know, he's he's uh showing up in a way that that you can trust. He's being certain. He's, you know, wanting things to be workable. He's, you know, communicating. He's, you know, just making sure things are good. He's providing. He's nurturing. That's what men and their masculine energy do. So, I digress a little bit. So, you know, we want to talk about how do you release what does not love you? And what's going on for me right now, the reason that I'm going, I'm on this topic is because my last couple of weeks have been all about that, all about switching paradigms, um, all about being revolutionary, which is something that we talk about in a women's healing circle that I'm involved with, all about just doing it differently, than I n- normally do it. Uh, I think Marissa Pierce says making the uncomfortable comfortable, and the comfortable uncomfortable. And so you know what often happens is we get comfortable with being with what doesn't love us. And so whether it's a job or a, a love relationship or a friendship, you know, a lot of a, there's a lot of different situations we find ourselves in where the situation does not love us. Now, that's not to say that we're not sometimes the situation that's not loving somebody else. Sometimes we're that person, right? Because it's part of just being human. But what you want to be able to do is recognize when you are pouring into what is not loving you. And so uh, I mentioned on that last show that I had a date with somebody and it was a Zoom date and they stood me up. And so this person, you know, was talking a lot of game about, you know, wanting to be in a relationship and all the things we were going to do together and how it was going to be set up. And you know, once I relocate all the things that we're going to do together, I was considering relocating on, you know, for my family, which I'm still planning to do that has nothing to do with him. But it just so happened that he lived nearby. So you know, there was just a lot of talk, a lot of love bombing, a lot of texting, a lot of calling, just a lot of that. So I was thinking, okay, so there's possibility here. And then the um, standing up for the Zoom date was probably like the third time where there was a plan or a loose plan, and then there was no follow through. And so we we were only communicating for a short period of time, and it was enough for me to know that even though this person probably totally means well, And I don't feel personally offended. I don't feel that this person would set out to hurt me or that they were trying to do it on purpose. There's nothing to fight. There's nothing, you know, I don't need to tell him off or teach him about himself or anything like that. But what I had to recognize is that all of his love bombing and words of sweetness, they had no substance to them, at least as far as, you know, any action alignment. You know, he was like, send me your apartment listings. I'll help you figure that out. You know, just a lot of the things that he offered, he just didn't follow through with. No harm, no foul. It let me know that this is a situation that that I see good things. I see good possibilities in it. I see potential in it. But already I can tell this is not a situation that's loving me. So I don't really want to pour into it. No hard feelings, no nastiness, no negativity. Right? And then last week, if you listen to last week's show, I had a very, um, long conversation with my podcast partner Frank Love and we talked about it started with me sharing that with him and then we talked about his feelings about me describing my past relationship as an abusive relationship and so he did actually say I wish you would never call it that and his reasoning was because you know in describing it that if I'm you know recalling it correctly in describing it as an abusive relationship I am you know defining it in a way that it may not be abusive for other people And so if you listen to that conversation, you know, what I gained from that conversation and what I got, because it was a conversation about feedback, by the way, being able to take and give feedback is a show of love. Right. But when you listen to that conversation or when I listen to that conversation, what I heard was um, and here's the thing that I know I keep side doing side conversations, but, you know, when you talk to someone and really listen and allow their feedback to sink in, you get to learn so much about that person, right? And so in listening to the show later, what I got about him was that for him, you know, it it bothered him that I used that word. And that was his story around that word, whatever he's associating with that word. And in his masculine mind, which is the male mind is the problem solver, the solution was to say that I shouldn't be using that word. And in my feminine energy, my feminine mind, you know, how it first landed on me was, you are negating my experience. You are, you are trying to take away from me what I experienced. I almost was feeling gaslighted, you know, during the course of the conversation, but I wanted to stay with it. I wanted to sit in that uncomfortability and I wanted to, you know, really understand where he was coming from and why he was coming from, you know, the place that he was coming from. And I'm glad that I did. Because what I got in listening to the show again was that, you know, so typically we're, we live in a very brutal society and so typically it is male masculine energy that says, suck it up as far as your feelings are concerned. You don't, you know, there's not a lot of, especially for our generation, I'm generation X there's not a lot of allowance of, you know, full display of feelings. You can't uh, present your uh, experience as something that hurt you, um, you know, j- j- stop crying and move along. And I think that that is also bled into female culture as well, because I think that, you know, if you watch enough movies and television, there's enough of just uh, uh, people just not wanting to be empathetic, And not wanting to care about other people, how they feel, or what their experience is. Um, You know, and I mentioned it on the last show that we get sometimes very put out by a victim story, what we call a victim story. And we don't tend to uh, respond well to someone who says that they've been through something that was hard. Now, there's two things here. So the one thing is, in as much as I believe in uh, Frank Love's alignment with what it is that he does... I think that what he was missing in that conversation was empathy and the understanding that he has no frame of reference to define what I consider to be abuse because he wasn't there to experience it, right? And he has no way of of being able to know whether what I underwent or what I committed was abuse because he wasn't there, And so we ended the conversation with agree to disagree, but I was thinking about it later and I was like, there's no, there's nothing to agree on because you can't argue a point about something that you weren't there for. (laughs) But I, you know, I give it to him that, you know, coming from a male perspective, the tendency is to want to just solve the problem and say, well, it's not what you think it was. It wasn't that bad and you're fine and you really should just focus on all the good and keep it moving from there. And if more people did that, then relationships would be better. And I don't disagree with that that thinking because I do think the more we concentrate and focus on the good, put energy towards what's working, the more we grow it, the more it multiplies, right? I don't think that we should walk around focusing on what's not working. But we do have to be cognizant of when we are pouring into something that has nothing for us. And there's, and there's And we have to let it be okay. We have to love it just as much as we release it. And so I think the confusion is that loving means staying attached. Loving means holding on to. Loving means forcing. If I love something, I have to make sure it happens. I have to struggle. I think that's why we chase after people who aren't workable for us. And, you know, I, I released the possibility of that relationship with the guy who stood me up. And then I also released my job matchmaking at Luma because it wasn't working. It wasn't working and I and I finally had to release it. It it did not love me. What was good about it is that it was fast money. But there were a lot of unworkable things as far as, you know, the climate, the c- communication, the software, the so many things that just I was not a fit for. Somebody else definitely. So I'm not going to badmouth that situation. That's just a situation that's for somebody else. But for me, that situation did not love me. It provided me fast money. And so I had to recognize that I could focus on the fast money, but in focusing on the fast money, there I had to trade off, you know, what was more important than the money, which was the ability to, you know, wake up every day and know that I was doing something that aligned with my purpose and that the people who I was doing it with trusted me to do it. And you know that there was uh, peace and communication when things weren't what they wanted, and that you know training was full enough that I could understand you know what was going on, and that stuff wasn't there for me. Definitely for somebody else. Definitely not for me. And I think that's where we kind of get stuck: is that sometimes we think that if we leave a situation, or if we release a situation, or if we walk away and walk away with with uh, uh, I don't know, just a, a self-love, a self-care sort of mentality and understanding that it's okay that it's not a fit, that I don't have to be at odds with it. It doesn't have to go in a negative direction in order for me to walk away from it. It doesn't have to fall apart. I think that when we allow ourselves to do that, we we are releasing with love right? Releasing that which does not love us. And you can love, love, love someone or something, and it's still not be loving you. And it's not about trying to guard your heart, which I hate that phrase. There was an artist, I can't, I don't know their name, but they used to write it on the sidewalks in Harlem. Guard your heart. I don't think it's about guarding your heart because I think your heart wants what your heart wants, but it it is about being aware of when you are pouring into something or when you are allowing something to uh, determine your outcomes. And so, you know, when I think about that abusive relationship that I was in, I was allowing that to determine my outcome. And even though there was a part of me that, you know, I probably wouldn't have admitted admitted it then after we were in the worst part of our relationship that did love him. In the beginning, I definitely felt like I loved him and really wanted that relationship to work. That relationship did not love me. It changed me. It challenged me. It grew me. And those are great things, but it was not safe It was not, you know, and, and obviously nothing certain, but there was just no representation of certainty in the relationship. And we weren't aligned as far as our values and what was important to us. So that was always at odds as well. And so, you know, without making that, I need to focus on those things in order to walk away. It's just, it's not about focusing on them. It's about understanding that I could be in a situation if I'm not thinking in terms of lack, that does actually love me. Like I can be in a partnership. You can be in a partnership where you are actually loved. You can be in a partnership where you don't have to wonder whether that person cares about you. And what that takes is integrity. It takes knowing that that person is going to do what they say they're going to do, that they're going to show up when they say they're going to show up, that... um. That, you know, your visions for the future or your visions for the relationship itself are aligned with each other. It takes those things, absolutely. But it, that's okay. And I think sometimes we're afraid to let that be okay. Like we think that we're going to be able to uh, change or manipulate or force a person, you know, what do they say, the the square peg into a round hole. And it's not necessary, Right. It's not necessary, and and I'm creating this as I go, which is why I'm slowing to pause because I do want to make sure that I get everything in. Um. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to have a piece about it, and just in shifting this paradigm right now, it's like I can feel like walking away from that job the other day. It's like a load that I didn't even realize I was carrying. I mean, I realized it on some level, but not as much as i was just it's like it just lifted all of a sudden i didn't you know i didn't wake up the next morning thinking oh what kind of email am i going to get today you know what's going to have gone wrong today what's going to be bad today i didn't wake up with that feeling because i knew that i had released something that just didn't it didn't have what i needed in order to feel like it was fulfillment and i know that that can sound so first world Like everybody needs to be walking around fulfilled all the time, and I don't believe that. But I do believe that it's important to know whether something is feeding you on a on a consistent basis, in a way that is that is workable for you. You know, sometimes we think, well, you know, don't be a baby about it. Just suck it up, do what you got to do. You know, take that side job so you can bank that money and all that. And I, you know, I do think that there's value in that. But also, you you want to be aware you know, when you are aligned with who it is you know you want to be in the world, you want to be aware. It's like, is this thing I'm sucking up? Is it actually sucking up me? Like my energies, my, you know, what I have to give, my, um, you know, my mental state. And we're all responsible for how we respond to things, and you know who we're being in any given situation and what our mental state actually is and i think that's the way to be responsible for it it's not to blame anybody it's not to try to retaliate it's not to come up with some justification for why you know i this didn't work out for me it's just to recognize this situation did not love me back right so walked away from the Luma job, walked away from the possibility of, you know, the guy that couldn't show up. And, you know, uh, this is going to be probably the last podcast of this style until next week, I'm going to go back with Solidity Magazine and go back to doing that format as well. Um, You know, because in as much as I I love Frank Love and and he's a great co-host, he didn't show up and didn't communicate. And I'm sure that there's a great reason I'm sure that, you know, maybe he was busy, things like that. And that coupled with last week with the, you know, podcast episode that we had, I don't feel like, and we, he and I will probably talk about this as well. I don't feel like that was a very loving conversation. I think he meant well. I think he felt like he was being loving, but I think, like I said, that it lacked empathy and it was a little bit of gaslighting and, you know, I I don't think that when we set out to try to change others, like, you know, when we tell people, these are the words that I do and don't want you to use. This is the way you should and shouldn't be. This is, you know, what you really experienced, not what you think you experienced. Um, You know, as coaches, leaders, uh, healers, therapists, anybody who sets themselves up to be someone who helps someone out we have to be very careful of that. Now I'm not saying that to say that I've never done that to people. As a matter of fact, that conversation with Frank got me really aware of times that I've done that to people where people have come to me with what their experience is. And I've been like, oh, that wasn't that bad. You know, you'll get over it that you think that's a big deal. It's not even a big deal, you know, or, you know, maybe you should go back and try again, you need to uh figure out a way to have a conversation that that will fix it. And while there is room for that, there is room for yeah, you know, maybe a conversation would fix it. I don't want to be irresponsible in in saying that anybody's experience as they tell it is anything that I think it is because I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. You know, whatever somebody thinks about what they've been through or um you know, what they feel like they're up against, it is my job as a coach to help them find their higher self. It is my job as a coach to uh be in a in a space of understanding and realizing that their experience is different than my experience, but it is not my job as a coach to have them adjust their language for my listening and then undermine what they say their experience was. Now, that's that's what I felt like Frank did, and I don't say that with like pointing fingers of blame like he's a horrible person or anything like that, but I say that, you know, with the caveat that I believe that comes from that masculine energy place where it's just you know, what you went through, you didn't really go through. You're fine. Suck it up. You don't need to cry about it. Here's the solution. You know, look at it differently. You'll be fine. Which is not a loving action. That's not love, right? So, you know, I say that to say that I released this partnership of doing this podcast with Frank Love in a loving way, in a respectful way, because, you know, I'm sure we'll still be able to be accountability partners, or maybe we will, maybe we won't, I don't know. But, um, you know, with full understanding that there's no harm, no foul, like, you know, that people, people show up in a way that's not loving all the time. And it doesn't mean that they're out to get us, I don't take it personally. I think it's important that we pay attention to not taking things personally because as Don Miguel Ruiz says, it, they're really they're acting from their own perspective, I'm paraphrasing. You know, that it's they're in their own movie, they're in their own world and what's important to them. And um, you know, that's why when someone is able to come out of their own world, And do something on behalf of someone else, it's considered to be love because, for the most part, we're all walking around (laughs) behaving out of our own perspective, right? Doing it and saying it as we see it and from where we sit. So, you know, if you're in a situation where you love it and it doesn't love you, or you know you don't love it and it doesn't love you, but you think there are things of value about it. So you uh, continue to struggle with the part that is unloving, or you continue to struggle with what's unworkable about it. The thing you want to be sure to look at is,, um, you know, could I just not do this? <laughs> Whether it's a relationship or a job or, you know, whatever, you know, I want to ask myself. Could I just walk away from this thing? Could I just let it go? Could I just release it? So that I can show the universe that I am ready for the things that are loving. So that I can be in acceptance with what does love me? What does care for me? What does provide me some level of stability? There's not a whole lot of stability in the world today. But, you know, what provides that for me? What is that for me? And I can tell you for sure that you know people that don't follow up, don't call you back, don't care about your time, nothing wrong with them because we all transgress in that way, but they're not being loving. People who tell you that what you experienced, you didn't experience, they are not being loving. And as much as they might have good intentions, they're not being loving. And again, I say that knowing that I've been that person with other people before and I was not being loving right? That's called gaslighting. People who, you know, talk a lot and say things that they think you want to hear, but then there's no follow-through or action that matches it. They're not being loving. It's not a loving situation. When you're in a job that, you know, the climate and the community doesn't feel right for you, if you feel uh, discriminated against, or if you feel that there's exclusion if you feel talked about, if you feel talked down to, if you feel that, that on a regular basis, there's a threat of you possibly getting fired. you know I, That's not to say that you shouldn't do whatever you need to do in order to take responsibility for who you're being. I, I believe that we always need to look at who we're being in a situation when it's an unworkable situation. And if you find that you can't figure out what it is that you're doing and, and you can't figure out where your responsibility is, there's always another job. There's always something else that you can do because you're you're just on your journey. My My whole thing is don't hold on to that which does not love you. Do not stay attached to that which does not love you. Whether it's a person, a job, or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's it. I know it's a short one today. This is a like I said the last one before we we go back to Solidity Magazine, and um, you know I don't know Frank Frank Love if if you do listen to this podcast, thank you so much for the shows that we did. It was fantastic. It was a great conversation. Um, thank you for showing up like you did, and all the good parts of the partnership, which far outweighed any unworkability. So, you know, definitely good things. And there were definitely times that you showed up very loving. So I don't want to take that away from you. I know that you're a very loving person. Love is very important to you. That is still, you know, fully ingrained in my mind. I haven't changed my mind about who you are as a person. Um, But I am on my own journey of like, there's no more time for what is comfortable. And what has been comfortable for me is being in situations where the other person struggles to show up. And I take responsibility for attracting that in my life. I take responsibility for allowing that in my life and being like, oh, it's okay. I'll just keep being consistent. And you know, then I stop being consistent and then it goes with it whatever direction it's gonna go in. And I don't wanna do my relationships like that anymore. I don't wanna do job situations like that anymore. I don't wanna, definitely don't wanna do my business in that way because now that I've left the day job, matchmaking was sort of a day job, I'm 100% focusing on my coaching and hypnotherapy. And I don't want to show up in my brand in a way where um, I get out of integrity because, you know, people aren't keeping their word or I let things fall by the wayside. And so it's going to be important for me to surround myself with people who are about that life you know, being in integrity with their word. It's going to be in my best interest. You know, and this is whoever is out there who needs to hear this. It's going to be in my best interest to align myself with people who do what they say they're going to do. And that is in every area of life. It's going to be in my best interest not to sit in judgment of anybody, not to need to make anybody wrong or to try to put myself above anybody because I definitely fail you know, on a daily basis, just like everybody else when it comes to this integrity thing. But it it's in my best interest to align myself with people who are in this conversation. People who understand the importance of time, people who understand their relationship with money, people who understand, you know, what it takes and what it means to align with purpose, align with purpose in a way that, that it you, you invite a uh, partnership and community along with that and to live what it is that I preach right that's gonna be I mean and that is it always has been uh you know very high priority for me as well and yeah it's a short show today I wasn't planning to go solo but I'm glad that I did and um I think that that's it anyway hit me up ask for candy podcast at gmail.com the new website is not totally complete just yet, Candace com, but you can visit, or you can go through the same website, the dot Circle.com, and I'm getting my courses fleshed out. The courses are going to be available very soon. And what else? I mean, I'm just excited for my own new journey right now. My own um just sort of uh, transformation, transition and my invitation is for you as well uh if you are in a situation right now whether it's a love relationship a job a friendship you know any kind of partnership if it's not loving you back if it doesn't feel loving it's okay to go on about your business without any sort of kickback fighting anything like that And just focus on that which works and and look to that which works. Surround yourself with that that feels loving and be loving yourself, right? Be in integrity with your word, with people and, you know, show up knowing your values. All right. All right. I love you so much. That's it. I will talk to you next week. And until next time, never forget that you are a love machine. If you ever start to feel like you aren't getting the love you need, just make more and ask for candy. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I call my